Dr. Alan Leica here, and I'd like to welcome you to How to Live a Fantastic Life Show, where we will be discussing the important aspects of your life. We hope to inspire you to live the best life you can. Get out of your comfort zone and explore the awesome world around you. Break through your barriers. Take inspired action. Use the difficulties in your life to achieve the best version of you. Ladies and gentlemen, today we have a very special guest by the name of Xander Sprague, and he's the author of three books, including the most recent, Epic Begins with One Step Forward, Plan, Achieve, and Enjoy the Journey. Xander loves speaking to audiences around the world, and he's nicknamed the God of Enthusiasm because of his contagious energy and passion. He is a popular speaker, a trainer, and podcast hope. He is here today to help you plan, achieve, and enjoy the journey. Welcome, Xander. Thank you so much for having me in. You know, it's my pleasure, Xander. Xander, Maybe you can summarize and, and and get into the gist of your book and what you would like people to take away as, as we move forward into this epic new age that's going on. Absolutely. You know, I'm I'm a firm believer that epic does begin with one step forward. And and look, let me just tell you a quick story. I spent seven years going through uh, graduate school and going through internship to get licensed as a professional clinical counselor. And I finished that up in February of 2020. And what happened in March? We had the pandemic. All of these plans that I had made all of a sudden weren't possible. I couldn't take the licensing exam. I couldn't go speak. Venues were closed. You know, like the road I was on all of a sudden it wasn't possible. You know, that, that's the amazing thing. A billion-dollar industry vanished overnight. There was no speaking anywhere on the globe. Absolutely. And so, you know, I, I, I wasn't really – I was sort of struggling. I was sitting in my apartment, eating my way through the pandemic, and I, I kind of had this epiphany that Epic begins with one step forward. Any journey – is going to start with that first step. And when I did that, all of a sudden, it was like it, like a whole new path opened up for me. And, you know, it, it was great. I, I, I had this idea to write a book to share it with the world saying, I, I've been on many epic journeys. I'm on an epic journey right now to uh, increase my speaking and share my message and help millions of people around the world. And I'm like, well, if I'm doing it, why, why can't other people do it? And here's the amazing thing, Alan. A year later, I'm in a beautiful house. I'm in a great relationship. I'm a licensed professional clinical counselor. I'm an internationally acclaimed author and speaker. I mean, my life is epic, and I just want to share that with everyone else. That's fantastic, Xander, and I think that that's the important thing. You know, I've always said that baby steps are necessary to get you to where you need to be. Taking the giant step is not always the thing that's necessary, but just a small step toward your goal is what you need to do. Is that what you're saying, sir? Absolutely. I mean, many years ago, 
I, I ran some marathons. I used to do endurance running. And let me tell you that, that 26.2 miles is a really long way. I run four marathons, 10 half marathons, a 50K ultra. Those are long distances. But you want to know what? Each and every one of those started with one step forward and then another step and another step. And I think all too often what happens is people had this idea of, of what they, what epic, what something epic in their life. And I think that, we get stuck because we think, oh, my gosh, it's too big. It's, it's too much. And really what we need to do is we need to just do one step at a time. And it's funny. Once you take that first step, you go, oh, well, that wasn't too hard. I can do another one. Expand on that a bit. Let's get people to their goals and get them to, to you know, excel today. Let's get them to the point they need to get to so that they can tomorrow or even today wake up uh, despite all this adversity that's going on, despite everything that's going on, they really can be astounded by what's going on in the world. Absolutely. And, you know, I think the first thing is if people, if you write it down, it's a funny thing. Uh, I mean, when we write something down, it becomes somehow more real than just a thought in our head. And, for me, epic is not, you know, epic can be whatever. It's a very personal thing. So I think um, for me, my epic is to be able to speak in front of thousands of people. Uh, someone else, their epic may be to travel to Australia because I've always wanted to go there. Or it could be to change the way they eat or exercise more or whatever. So I don't want people to think that Epic has to be something huge. It's huge to you. I think not only that, but think about how you want to achieve whatever your Epic is, because it's really hard to do anything if we don't kind of have a plan. When you go to the store, you don't really think about it, but you have a plan on how to get there. You don't get in your car and just take a couple of lefts and rights and hope that you end up at the store. You actually have a plan. I hear you completely, sir. I, I've been listening to an audio book recently by the, by David Goggins, and he writes a book. He has a book called Can't Hurt Me. You probably have heard about it, Sander. Yes. Similar to book. what you're saying. It's a fantastic, I, I love the audio book even more than I love the book because it gives you even more than the, the book does. It, it basically goes through his thought process of getting there. And what David did, he became a Marine and, uh, you know, one of those crazy people that lift boats and things like that. But that wasn't enough. He started running ultra marathons. Now, ultra marathons are like marathons, but they're even crazier. Have you ever been in an ultra marathon? I actually have. Technically speaking, uh, the the uh, the 50k, uh, 50 kilometer, or 31.1 mile is an ultra marathon. There are uh, the 50 milers and the 100 milers and. Uh, you know, more more than that. I mean, by definition, the ultra marathons, anything over 26.2 miles. Uh, but yes, 
Ultra marathoning is a whole different beast. Let me tell it's you. A different beast because you tried to do it in 24 hours. Plus, you're running over terrain that is not necessarily the greatest terrain. Like he talks about one ultra marathon beginning in the desert and ending up in the mountains and back to the desert again and crap like and crazy things like that. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> there's, there's. I, I think what you're referring to that marathon is called the Badwater. It starts on the floor of Death Valley and finishes up on Mount Whitney, and it's just, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, and what makes it ridiculous is the, you know, if you took a marathon like that in its entirety and thought about it. Right at the start, you probably would lose. I, I mean, you probably would go crazy just thinking of the entire thing going on. I mean, starting in the 40 degrees of the desert and ending up freezing in the mountains. So how do you beat that? Just like you say, you literally take these baby steps and take it into little pieces. Yeah, you, you know, I, I, take it and, and literally take each little truncated piece and make it what it is. You know, you don't have to take that a kilometer or a mile in, in, in thing. You just need to take the next step and each step becomes a step. Absolutely. I, I, I have an analogy for that. I, I call it the pizza analogy, which is um, if you eat pizza, you don't eat the whole thing all at once. It's in slices. And so the way you get your way through that pizza is by eating one slice at a time. Since we're talking about marathoning, when I ran the marathons, obviously 26.2 miles is that's daunting to have to think about. So I would slice it up. So my first goal was to make it to the half marathon mark, 13.1 miles. Then my next goal was 17 miles because then I only had nine miles left. So I had single digits left. Then it was mile 20 because now I only have a 10K left. I only have 6.2 miles left. I got this. And then I get to count down. Using that, it made it a lot more attainable because I could just take each chunk at a time. And I think that's that's really good for anybody when you have some big plan is to put it into bite-sized pieces because you're like, oh yeah, I got I, I, I got that piece of pizza. Now I can have that next piece. I can take the next step. Now let, let's go into that a little bit more because this is what happens. And I know this happens to everybody, Xander, you as well in your life. Oh, sure. I mean, you started off with a goal of being this, this speaker and so on. And then life through this, this change in its way. This was just a little change called the pandemic, <laughs> where everything in the world changed for two years and keeps on changing and so on. Now, everybody stops on states that epic step. They take that step. They're going down that marathon of life. And then life throws a curveball at them. How do people deal with that? How do you deal with that? And how do you advise people to deal with it? Well, I mean, the first thing is um, when we have a, a roadblock in front of us, I like to say that my roadblocks are a mirage. 
I think oftentimes we're going down and as you said, life, life comes up and all of a sudden we think I can't, we come up with all the, we argue for the reasons that we can't achieve something versus looking for the, the ways that, that we can. Now, absolutely with the pandemic, um, everyone's had to have a shift in the way that they're doing stuff. People are working from home. Uh, they're, we're wearing masks. We're much more aware of washing our hands and, and contagiousness and stuff. Um, but for me, I was like, okay, how, how can I write a book, right? I mean, yes, I've written books, but I'm a speaker, not a writer, which is really funny. And um, I dictated, you know, I dictated books and that was okay, but it was sort of one-sided. But my business coach, we just started to record conversations like you and I are having. And then I got that transcript and I was able to form it into a book. So it was a really fabulous way to, to, to do that. And then I just started thinking about what can I do? What technology is out there that will allow me to do what I want? And I'm sure you're, you're discovering every day that there's some new something. I mean, well, there's, there's so many amazing technologies that have come out because of the, this, this pandemic. I mean, I could get anything I want to my doorstep tomorrow, right? Almost immediately. I mean, groceries delivered, et cetera, that come to me that were not there before this pandemic. You know, I, I'm, we're doing this show right now. And at the same time, I have an artificial intelligence program that's transcribing with what I say called Otter AI. So as you said, you can speak a book. You literally don't have to write a book anymore. You literally have to dictate into a machine that takes your words and puts them into print. And it's like 95% accurate, which is pretty amazing. You know, it is amazing. You know, when we think of the technologies that have come out and how they have really come out and helped us to get where we want to be, I, I can't just but be amazed how changes have come out. And yeah, absolutely. absolutely. You know, the last time something like this happened was in the year 1060 AD when a volcano went off on the island of Santorini in the Mediterranean that literally blew up the known civilization that existed at that time. The, the Minoan civilization stopped and everything stopped. And this is the same thing we're going through now. We're literally... The whole world has had to take a pause and a break and find new ways of adjusting and coming out. But after every time there's been a step back, there's been this massive step forward where new ideas come out. After the Dark Ages, there was the Renaissance, where the Renaissance brought in such amazing new things. It brought in the printing press, which was one of the things that literally caused us to explode our knowledge and allowed us to get to someplace we couldn't before. Because all of a sudden, you have mass production of books, etc., where people can then do it. Now, we're getting even at a higher degree of knowledge now with the mass production of everything that's going on right now. Absolutely. And, and I mean, 
let's just take a look at what you and we're talking on Zoom right now, right? I mean, this is from the Jetsons. When I was growing up, you know, they they had you know video conferencing and the phone rang and there there was that person you know on on the TV screen. Well, here we are doing video. Uh, you know, you're in Canada, I'm in California, and yet we're able to meet. Yeah, you know, you could do this with your watch now. You can have your Apple Watch and literally talk to people right on your watch, just like they used to have way back in the, in a cartoon I used to read as a kid, a Dick Tracy, where Absolutely. where you literally spoke into your watch and, and everybody would say, yeah, right. You're going to speak into your watch to somebody around the world and, and literally uh, solve crimes and do everything else all on your watch. Yeah, right. Okay. Uh, yeah, it, it, and it is, it is amazing. You know, and, and, and you're right. I mean, the pandemic is, it's funny how, how uh, history is such that when we as uh, human beings are faced with great adversity, instead of, of just giving up, we become epic and we go, how can we solve this problem? How can this be better? And from that, we, we have all of these leaps of, of technology and services. And, you know, I mean, you mentioned earlier that, I mean, you can order almost anything off the Internet, uh, the, the Internet itself, which is just a fantastic place that that I know. I mean, there's everything's there. If, if I'm like, oh, who is that actor? Right. I can pull up IMDb and look up and say, oh, he, here's that actor and here's the other movie or TV show I saw them in. I can look up, uh, you know, plants or uh, diseases or it, I, literally anything I want. That's an amazing thing. And the new knowledge that's coming out is so epic. That ability to, to have knowledge is uh, it's at times overwhelming, I have to say. It is. And, and, you know, your dream of being a speaker between before thousands of people, you can do that from your chair right there, right now. You can literally address thousands by by just getting on Zoom and having them all there at the same time. I could. I do. I, I do have to be honest. I, I like being in front of a live audience. It's it's a lot easier and a lot more exciting to, to be able to have the people there and interact with them. I I'm really a people person, but you're right. I absolutely can. Uh, I, I never have to get on an airplane. I could do it all from my house, uh, but I kind of like to, to be in front of people. And it is great to be in front of people because you get something that you really can't with this is that you can't interact with thousands of people all at once at the same time. You can speak to them, but you can't get them ooing and aahing and, and doing the things that you can do in front of a live audience. Absolutely. You know, all of the, the sort of intangible, non-verbal kind of energy that, that you get. And, you know, you can, I can see that they're enjoying it. And that's, that's you know, uh, makes me more enthusiastic and, and I, I'm delivering a better speech. I, I had to do a, a keynote for the Compassionate Friends and I had to pre-record it. 
And I was really, I was really honored to be asked to, to do that. But it was, I have to say, very challenging to uh, have that energy level and, and have stuff where I'm like, well, there might be a laugh here, but I didn't actually hear a laugh, you know? Obviously, yes. So I got two questions because we're getting close to our end here, and I'd like sure. to cover this. One is, Xander, how do you have a fantastic life? Well, one, I think it's keeping a an eye on the prize, keeping keeping an eye on what my destination is, because um, it's it's easy to sort of get distracted by it, but I think. If we say, I'm here's what I'm going to set out to do, and you tell other people because that that honestly that that makes you a little accountable. So as I tell people I have a book coming out, I now have to release the book because I've told people it's coming out. Um and I, I think also just enjoying the journey, understanding that there are good days and bad days, but but you know, when something doesn't go quite the way I want, I just keep in mind that that is part of the journey and that we are, uh, we're, we're all going to have some, some bumps in the road. But really, the thing that I want to share with everyone are two words, not yet. Not yet is so full of optimism. Have I released my book yet? Not yet. Have I filled a stadium to talk to a stadium full of people? Not yet. Not yet leaves the door open. It, it, I mean, if, have you done this? No. It just ends it. It's like I'll never achieve that. But not yet says it, it's, it's possible. It might not happen. But I'm, I am optimistic that it will. And not yet really helps me have that fantastic life when – a pandemic comes along. You know, and, and I think this is the part that I think people have to realize. Life is a journey. It begins with that step, and we all have to do that. So the second flip side of that question, how do you recommend to our audience out there how they should have a fantastic life? Have some goals. Choose what your epic is and go after it with all of your passion, because I think um, really epic is, you know, kind of, I mean, a definition I came up with, what epic, the EPIC, every pilgrimage includes commitment. And there is a commitment to it. But when you're committed to it, it's so much easier when you go 100% in, it's hard to do something 50%. If you've ever had a part-time job, it's harder to do a part-time job than a full-time job because you. I only got so much done. I only had four hours to do this. But when you had eight hours to do it, you somehow seems a little easier. So I think that fantastic life is knowing that you're committed to this and saying, I'm going to get there. It may take me longer than I thought, but I'm still going to get there. And don't forget to smile and look around while you're on, the, while you're on your journey. Because there is so much beauty around you. Yeah, I think that's very important. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I give you Xander Sprague. 
truly a, a revolutionary thinker in this day and age. Mr. Enthusiasm, the doctor of enthusiasm that he is. And I want you to take some of that enthusiasm and bring it home to you. And if you liked the show today, could you please say you liked it? And also put some comments down so we could spread it around and share it with others. I think that's very important so that we can get the message out. It truly is a fantastic life and truly is a fantastic day. Just take it and seize it. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you very much, Xander, for being here today. Thank you for having me. It's been an honor. You've been listening to How to Live a Fantastic Life. Be sure and pick up a copy of Dr. Laika's book, The Secrets to Living a Fantastic Life, on Amazon.com. And you'll want to subscribe right here on this page so you don't miss a single episode. Have a fantastic day. Fantastic.